Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today is part two of O-Shift, home prices and sale prices dropping fast. By the way, how many of you think we said a bad word? We did not say a bad word. That was not a bad word. It was O-Shift, not what you're thinking. Exactly. We can read your minds even across the miles. Oh my gosh, people. Come on, clean it up a little bit, would you people? Seriously. So if you did not listen to part one, part one was obviously yesterday. You can uh, catch that and all of our thousands, and yes, we mean thousands of past podcasts and uh, YouTube videos are available for your consumption. We get a lot of messages from you guys that discover us, many of you, for the first time, and you end up binging on our past podcasts and our past uh, YouTube videos. That, remember, this uh, YouTube video, if you're watching us on YouTube, it is based on our podcast. So the podcast, of course, is, is available at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere your normal podcast services are available. And thanks to all of you, it might be hundreds of you at this point who've left us a five-star review over on iTunes for our podcast. We certainly appreciate it, and we certainly appreciate your continued support. Guys, we say this all the time, but I hope you understand that we absolutely mean it. It is our pleasure and our honor and truly our, our professional life's purpose to be of service to all of you real estate professionals. We've been there. We've done that. We've been in your shoes. We know what it's like to go through um, you know, a transitioning market from a real estate agent's perspective because Julie and I sold real estate for 10 years between 100 and 200 homes per year, but also from a coach's perspective. So if you're looking for direction in your life and your real estate business, I'm sure you'll discover what many others have discovered as well, that this is the right uh, place to be. So do give us great feedback on our YouTube channel if you have any questions or comments. And we're always looking for great inspirational ideas for future um, podcasts and future YouTube videos. So we are anxiously awaiting whatever you have to suggest, and we will certainly take all ideas seriously. So Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday. Left off yesterday at point number four, so let's pick up with point number five. And this is perhaps, I think, well, actually, in your next three points, I'll kick ass. So I was about to say this is my favorite point, but I like all three of the next points. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So again, we're talking about new real estate agent skills for the new real estate market. As you know, we're going through a shift here. Point number five, sellers will be more particular who they list with. Expect to compete for the listing, even when it's a repeat or referral client or somebody in your close center of influence. Don't lose listings by being sloppy or assumptive. And I have to say, Tim, and I think you'll agree from a coaching perspective, most of the time when agents lose out of being assumptive or sloppy, it usually is somebody in their past client list or their center of influence, something, somebody that they kind of thought was a slam dunk. Well, so there's two ways that normally goes. Um, normally what happens, will someone will lose a listing to somebody, a center of influence past client, like Julie said, and then they'll rationalize why they didn't get it. I would say if just being realistic, probably 80% of all agents when losing a listing that they should have had, but they didn't get, they won't uh, try to be uh, introspective and frankly be professional and discover why they didn't get it. They'll just assume that the other agent had some sort of inroad. Maybe they told them a higher price. These are all the types of things agents will say to themselves. And we'll tell you what the real truth is in here in a second. But I'm just hoping you guys don't allow yourselves to become complacent 
and allow yourselves to lose listings because you waited too long. That's really the punchline here with point number five. But really, we'll see agents, once they lose listings to centers of influence and past clients or to other agents, they'll then rationalize why they didn't get it. Well, that you know, other agent must have had some sort of inroad. They must have been their brother or sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. They must have told them a higher price, lower commission. They didn't actually stop to ask themselves what it is that the other agent actually did to earn the trust of that seller. And that's where, again, to point number five, that's where a lot of agents will fail in a market like this, opposed to them taking a breath and actually saying, well, I lost this business. Why did I lose this business? They're going to rationalize why they lost it. And then they're going to continue losing because the reason you lost it isn't because the other agent told them a higher price, isn't because the other agent told them a, you know, a lower commission or any of the other things that you might use to rationalize your failure. What the reason, and you have to accept it, is they failure, learn from the failure. And the what you should be learning is that other agent had something or a combination of things that that seller put more value on. And really, the other agent beat you in a competitive environment where you did have an inroad. Somebody else was able to get that business away from you. So you need to get better. You need to improve. And the way you do it is not going over to Instagram and making a bunch of new posts or TikTok and making a bunch of new videos. The way you improve it is you learn how to uh, essentially be of service to folks in this market because of this market. And then you actually proactively reach out to those prospective sellers primarily and buyers as well and let them know how you can help them. You call them actually and you offer certain things, information that will be of use to them. In our premier coaching program, we have a 12-month center of influence past client system that's predicated primarily on proactive contacting. That's as in calling. You can supplement with passive uh, things like mailers and tchotchkes and social and videos and all the rest of it. But in a market like this, where a lot of people, and you included listeners, are feeling a lot of anxiety, the best, most powerful thing you can do is the opposite of what all your competitors are doing. All your competitors are doing the passive stuff. What you need to do is do the proactive stuff and pick up the phone. Now, 12 months from now, maybe 24 months from now, if I'm being realistic, you're going to see that the most successful agents in the country have had the lights go on and realize that they are going to only be only be successful because they themselves went the opposite direction. When everyone else is doing passive stuff, you need to do the proactive stuff. Right now, if you want to have an unfair advantage in your marketplace, do the proactive stuff now. And it's simple, guys. Know what to, Use a script. Call your centers of influence and past clients. Let them know what's truly going on in the market. Let them know how you can be of service to them and anybody else that they you know, might want to refer to you. And then make those calls repetitiously every single month. And always, you know, again, we have a whole 12-month center of influence past client plan for you waiting over in Premier Coaching. But again, if you really want to make it so you don't lose business, you have to make it so that you have earned the right to get the business. What it took to earn the business 12 months from now, or frankly, even seven months, I'm sorry, 12 months ago, or maybe even just seven months ago, is not what it's going to take now or six months from now. Those of you that have high relationships um, and maybe even a lot of branding and social and all the rest of it, but have low skills, which is all of you, if you've only been in this business for 15 years, because that's the last time you've needed skill, this new market we've been in, not a lot of skill needed. You know, your skill set would be maybe how to maximize a YouTube video. That's not the skill set I'm talking about. I'm not talking about passive lead generation. I'm talking about the skill set to actually solve problems for sellers. That is going to be the ultimate, um, you know, win, uh, you know, with your in your sales, right? That's mm -hmm. going to give you your superpowers. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fears. 
fear. So guys, remember, Premier Coaching is free. And all you have to do is text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. You get, obviously, all the things we've talked about on this podcast every single day. You get scripts, objection handlers. You get listing presentations, buyer presentations. You get passive and proactive lead generation ideas. We're going to get you started doing proactive uh, calling of expireds and for sale by owners. But we're also going to tell you how to do YouTube videos. Everything that you need to build your real estate business is waiting for you over at Premier Coaching. And the first month is 100% no strings attached free. And the best part, I'm sure you'll agree, is that you get a daily semi-private coaching session with a Harris certified coach. This is waiting for you right now. And simply text the word Premier to 47372. If you're uh, not wanting to text or if you're outside the continental United States, please go ahead and go over to members. Just go to the web address, members dot tim and julie harris.com members dot tim and julie harris.com and join premier coaching guys this is the information you need to successfully make the pivot that this new market requires that is what this podcast series is about it there's no risk to you it takes like 22 seconds to enroll and you'll be instantly uh, you know given access to all of premier coaching and you will then be able to attend the daily semi-private coaching session as well so again text the word premier to 47372 text the word premier to 47372 or just go to members.com timandjulieharris.com. Point number six, Julie. Point number six, and this one is very exciting. I see lots and lots of evidence of this already happening, and that is that builders are already being more flexible. They have more available inventory and are paying normal, or this morning I saw some normal plus commissions, or even bonuses now in some markets. So you've got to know what's happening with your local new construction. It's one of the things that the coaches absolutely cover in Premier Coaching. It's not the same as 60 days ago or even 30 days ago. I've seen multiple builders in multiple markets that, I mean, it didn't take them very long to make their own shift, right? Well, their typical pattern is first they're going to do price adjustments. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing, lowered by 25 grand. And then they're going to start doing uh, essentially a creative financing. They're going to buy down points. They're going to, and I'm not seeing a lot of that yet, but that's what's going to come next. Yeah. You've seen some of it? I saw one this morning that was $10,000 towards buyer's closing costs. And we don't talk specific commissions, but let's just say a point and a half extra per uh, commission for the agent over what they normally would have had. So if the market commission, that particular market on the co-op was 3%, uh, percent, you're saying that the builder was offering 4.5%. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And then what you're going to, but usually you see the commission thing last. So in the order of what you'll typically see with most builders is they'll go with price reductions. Then they'll go with things to help the buyers uh, buy down their points and, you know, essentially make their monthly payments lower. Then you're going to see usually appliance packages and things that were optional are now being included and upgraded flooring and things like that. And then the last thing that they usually do is they'll do uh, bonuses to the agents like what Julie just talked about on the buyer agent side of things. Now, I'll tell you what's after that is they start doing all of it. And that's the direction yeah. we're going. And, and then add like landscaping packages exactly. and a pool included and all this. Uh, one of our coaching clients, Luann Eichhorn in uh, Texas, just posted a beautiful home, which was new construction. And I believe her deal was, it was ten or $12,000 towards buyer's closing costs. So you know, you're going to see more creativity. And now it's interesting to note that one of the reasons the builders lead with the creativity is that they are worrying about new, their uh, actual construction loans, right? So what builders will be told, let's say it's going to be a neighborhood of a hundred homes in four phases. Well, they're not going to get their next loan from the bank 
on phase two until they've sold usually 80% of phase one. So that's why they're really motivated to sell phase one or phase two or whatever their next phase is. So this is why they're kind of a leading edge. I think it is a great indicator of a market shift is when you see the builders, especially when it's more than one builder and more than one price range and more than one market. Well, the builders always lead because the reasons you just said, the builders have to be uh, selling more houses because the fact is that that's how they make money. Yeah. Right. And so builders have to be building all the time. They don't stop building until, frankly, they have to stop building because they can't get money anymore. But ultimately, here's the, how this relates to resale. New construction and pretty much always I'll put I'll put always in quotes, but always will kick the ass of resale. And I know there are exceptions, homes like I'm thinking of in Austin, Texas and things like that that are closer in. They're all older homes that have been rehabbed. That might be obviously an exception. But in most of the United States, when you have a new construction subdivision or multiple subdivisions competing against resales, the price that a resale has to be, how it has to be positioned in the market is significantly less than the new construction house because the new construction house has, you know, new everything, whereas a resale home is not going to. Now, what you've seen because of all the things that have happened in the economy, COVID, inflation, you know, supply chain, all these things, is you've seen the price difference between a resale home and a new construction home not be that much because there weren't enough new construction homes. And so the uh, resale homes have gone up in value. But now if there's more uh, new construction homes that are coming for sale, which there are, and you're seeing evidence is the fact that the builders are becoming more creative and more competitive, you're then going to see downward pricing pressure on resale homes. Uh, that, that price spread will again start being in most marketplaces again, and things will start to gradually move back towards normal. But you've got to be paying attention to what the builders are doing. They are the literal canary in the coal mine for what future pricing is going to be like. That's always been true and always will be true. Hopefully that makes sense. One of your homework assignments should absolutely be to become an absolute expert on all new construction in your particular marketplace. One of the uh, cheat codes for that is going to be going to your local build BIA, Builders International Wait, Association, mean, I think. I have no idea what it stands for, but it's BIA. It's the International Building Association. It's their NAR, basically. Um, and then go, just Google it, find out the local chapter, and then you can actually get a, usually a directory or of all the small builders, all the medium size, and obviously the big ones that are working in your community. Don't just assume that the big builders are gonna be the ones that you should focus on. Julie and I, when we sold real estate, we did incredibly well with what I would say were mostly smaller builders. Absolutely, so by smaller we mean you know, anywhere from building like three to 15 houses a yeah. year, somewhere like that, and a lot of times they're pretty nice price ranges. Um, sometimes it can be tear down and infill, but most of the time it's, you know, they're one builder out of many in a new or, you know, getting finished subdivision. The great thing about those small and medium sized builders is that you can have one relationship and take multiple listings. Yep. That's a beautiful thing. I used to love new construction when we were selling simply because the inspections were one heck of a lot easier. That's not to say you shouldn't have it inspected, but the negotiating that goes on is far less. And, you know, there's a builder warranty. All the appliances are under warranty. All of that kind of stuff is good. It just makes your life a lot easier. And most new construction in the United States, by most, I mean like 99% in the United States is going to be considered more upper end because that's the mm -hmm. only place the builders can make any kind of margin. So, and I'm thinking of our um, our EXP group in uh, Iowa, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. they list, I think um, they told me Heath Moulton and his sister, They I forget how much they actually, it was something like... Uh, three or 400 new construction homes last year mm -hmm. and all they do is new construction yeah and of course by having new construction listings and they get the resale listings because the price point was such that basically everyone had a house to sell 
So guys, one thing feeds another, but this is a different podcast topic. We've talked about how to generate listing leads, go and listen to YouTube or obviously our podcast. And I think we did a podcast maybe two weeks ago about 20 sources of hidden inventory for Mm -hmm. sale. So go and listen to that. All right. Point number seven, Mrs. Harris. Yes. Point number seven, weaker agents will drop out of the market sometimes pretty quickly and stronger ones will rise to the top. Now this means when you do compete and you should always assume, especially now that you will be competing, this means your competition will actually be stronger. Are your skills gaining strength or are you resting on your laurels? Yesterday we talked a little bit about what happens to agents that, you know, pray to the real estate gods and work on hopium that this is not coming to a market near you, a price range near you. It's you haven't seen it yet. So it can't be happening. So don't make those assumptions because it won't be long before those uprising agents who have got their skills together, not to mention the grizzled veterans who are just absolutely loving a market shift right now. It won't be long before you have to compete with them. And we just don't want you to be deer in the headlights on that. Now is the time to upgrade your skills. It is worth it. Like if I were an agent right now and you and I were selling obviously real estate still, and I were looking at the next six months to 12 months where the greatest opportunity is, Here's where the greatest opportunity is. The greatest opportunity is become really good at pricing, mm-hmm. very, very good at having uh, conversations with folks about what's really going on in the market. We've done so many past podcasts to educate you guys and put you in a position of strength when communicating with the general public. Um, you know, one of them was 15 reasons why the real estate market isn't crashing. Go back and listen to that. Um, it's available on YouTube and obviously iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere. And there's great just point by point by point why the market's not crashing. That would be powerful information for you to pass along uh, to your sellers, your prospective buyers even. But really what you're going to see is you are going to see, and this happens in every single shifting market. And this, Julie and I really, guys, look, just not to pull any punches, what we're going to experience now because of inflation, stagflation, and all the different changes that are going to happen, you heard different terms being used, the great economic reset, and all these other sort of you know Mickey Mouse clickbaity titles, but those titles are probably pretty apt to what we're all going to be experiencing. The moral of the story is in a changing market like this, the young, upstart, brand new agents really do have a level playing field with the grizzled veterans, not because of... You know, obviously the grizzled veterans are going to have more experience and hypothetically more contacts and more relationships and they seemingly have a great advantage and they do, but it's only if they go back to school basically and really relearn how to sell real estate, how to basically deal with customers in a market like this, because all the expectations change. And we've, we personally, when we sold real estate, we sold 103 homes in our first year. We've coached, I don't even know how many agents, I don't want to, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of agents who were new agents who in their first year or two were able to sell dozens, if not more homes. And the reason is, is because they were willing to do what the more grizzled veterans weren't willing to do. The young agents, the new agents, not all of them are, you know, young, some of them are our age and older. They were willing to do what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it at the highest level. They were willing to actually learn skills. They did not, they were not resting on their laurels as it was. They were not just assuming and acting entitled that the business was coming to them. They actually rolled up their sleeves and they learned how to basically be of service. Now, the centers of influence and past client bound agents are the ones certainly that are uh, agents that have spent a lot of money on uh, branding and marketing and passive lead generation. 
Those are the ones that suffer the most the longer they wait to actually learn these new skills that the market requires. You can have the greatest YouTube channel. You can have the greatest social presence. You can have the greatest branding and all the billboards in town. But when you're sitting in front of that uh, prospective seller or you're on the phone with that prospective seller and you're not able to actually answer the questions that they have or really help them in the way that, say, for example, an agent with virtually no experience compared to you has, but they are skilled up, you're going to lose pretty much every single time. And then, like I said, back to point number one, you're going to rationalize why you didn't get it. They told them a higher price. They told them a lower commission. They, the sellers, chose the other agent because they felt more comfortable, confident the other agent was going to be able to get the job done. So please do not become complacent just because you've been successful in the past is a great indicator that you're going to be successful in the future, but you cannot wait to uh, essentially get your skills on to take your business to the next level. Here's a, this is hard to say, hard to do, hard to apply, but it's absolutely true. You have to assume that every single thing that you have done in your business up to this point to become successful, new agents, this is easy for you, right? But every other uh, agent listing right now, every single thing you've done in your business up to this point to become successful, you have to start with the assumption that none of it's going to work. And I know some of it's going to work and I know you're rolling your eyes and all the rest of it, but do not allow your ego and your emotions to detach from what I'm the point I'm trying to make. You have to go back and make it uh, every single thing that you're doing prove itself out that it's going to work in this market. You have to go back and question the things that maybe worked in the past or maybe the things that that you are hoping that would work that never actually worked. Make those things actually prove out that they're worth doing. You do a lot of, you know, maybe you spend a lot of time and God, I hope not money, but on Instagram and other types of things to generate leads. You notice how those things aren't really working. How many of you are going to continue to do it? Just hoping and praying that if you just do it for another month or another two months, those things are going to start working all the while. You're not doing what you should have been doing in the first place to proactively lead generate. That's true with 99% of the things that agents have been doing for the last 15 years. So guess what? If you want to be a leader in this new market, do what the leaders are already doing. Become a proactive lead generator. Keep your head screwed on straight that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. Have that be your dominant thought every morning and you will win every single time. So what would we be doing if we got back into the business? Expires, obviously. Centers of influence, past clients. Definitely for sale by owners or unrepresented owners. We would definitely be doing some YouTube stuff, no doubt about it. We'd definitely be, um, what else would we be doing? All over the new construction. All over new construction, for sure. We'd be doing notice of defaults, and, not, and there's not going to be a lot of that, but if there were. For rent by owners are really good. Probate, mm -hmm. right? But we would do one thing at a time at a time. We would not just like rush in and try to do all of them because then you'll do none of them well. We would choose one, and the first one would be centers of influence and past clients for sure, but that's not just, that's not one and done. That's all, that's a continuation. That's always happening. Ongoing and forever, yes. Exactly. Uh, but then we'd probably, Julie and I would probably either choose for sale by owners or expired, depending on what your market's like. We would then in, obviously add in some other sources of business. You can make a killing in some markets from just doing a really effective open house. You can make a killing in some markets for doing some of the other things that even require less skill. But the point being is you have to be proactive with your actions. Waiting for the phone to ring is going to result in you basically going broke. And that unfortunately is what's happening. And that was the whole point of point number seven. Weaker agents will drop out of the market and stronger ones will rise to the top. That's what we're experiencing. That's what we're seeing. 
Please choose to be one of the ones that rises to the top and not one of the weaker agents. It is a choice, guys. Nothing is happening to you. You're choosing for things to happen. That really is, I hopefully, something that resonates with everyone because it's true. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the good news about all of these points from yesterday and today. None of this costs you any money. It yeah. does cost you some time. It does cost you concentration, some introspection, and some motivation. And our job is always to motivate you, to educate you, and get you into action. Here's a bonus point slash reminder, because we've been talking about the market shift. Cautionary tale. Not all changes will happen in all markets or all price ranges at the same time. This is why it's a shift, not a crash. A crash is kind of like when it all hits the fan at the same time in a hard way. These are just shifts that are happening all around you. For example, first-time buyer price ranges will likely have different rules than luxury or condos or rural property. So don't assume that it's time to start lowballing or beating sellers up. It is not that type of market and you will lose, you will get, you know, potentially a bad reputation for going around doing that, not to mention losing your clients who will lose what you're lowballing on in most cases. Homes are going to continue to inflate or appreciate in value. That's what they're going to do though, is not inflate or appreciate at the same rate. That is the exact opposite of what happened during the great housing crash. Well, that's right. And remember too, that somebody, let's say you have a listing and you know, you've been on the market for a couple of weeks, couple of weekends, maybe you even did an open house and it's not sold yet. Well, if you're priced at the year over year 20% plus that most of the country has gone to, and you have to do a 5% adjustment, it is not the end of the world. The <laughs> no. seller is still going to walk away with plenty of money. It may feel radical to you if you've never done any price adjustment scripts, but it is still not, that is completely different than a crash. Well, here's the challenge. And you know this because, you know, yeah. What we do for day. a living, right. Yeah. Well, so if you're going to a listing appointment and you're competing and you guys, again, I know some of you can't even fathom what I'm about to say uh, <laughs> is going to happen to you, but it is. It's probably already happening to you. You just don't know it. So you're going on a listing appointment and you're competing against two or three other agents. That is how this new market's going to actually happen. And you're going to be competing against, in some cases, centers, the agents that you know know the seller from centers of influence and past clients and all the rest of it. Uh, but you are you know, having to deal with these other agents that are overpricing the listing. In other words, they're pricing the listing to the market that will never come. Aspirational pricing, but the bottom line is they're overpricing it. They're not correctly pricing it. You walk into that seller's house and you've got the best prepared CMA and we show you how to do that in Premier Coaching. You've got the best explanation of what's actually happening in the market. You can explain the absorption. You can explain all the things that we teach you to you know, essentially articulate at a high level in Premier Coaching. But the seller wants no part of it because the seller is Act, you know, just heard from three other quote unquote real estate professionals who've all told them a higher price than you. Guess what? You aren't going to get the listing. Right. You're going to lose. And that's what it's going to happen to a lot of you because you don't have the skill set to know how to be flexible. And it, guys, it's not just, you know, analytical black and white sales skills. It's actually knowing how to deal with humans. That's a majority of what we teach you in coaching. We call it doctor filling the, you know, the seller or doctor filling the buyer. Uh, choose your you know, uh, TV psychologist and you'll get the gist of what we're trying to pass along to you. There's a certain way that you say something that's going to re result in the seller understanding what you're saying without being offended. For example, and this is, I use this as an example because it's such a you know, major mistake that most agents make. They'll say, lower the price. Like if you say lower the price to any seller, I say lower the price to you, good listeners. And you, your skin crawls, right? Your hair is up on end. You need to lower the price of whatever you have for sale. Nobody wants to hear that, especially in a market like this where we're still in early days, uh, days of this mm -hmm. market shift. Now, 
a year from now, two years from now, that won't be an issue. But now if you walk into a seller's home and you're not blowing sunshine up there, you know what's about pricing, you're not going to get the listing. But there's a way to do it honestly and ethically so that you can, yes, tell the seller what they want to hear so they list with you. But at the same time, you lay the groundwork to get future price reductions. Setting expectations. Exactly. Now, what is your competitors going to do? They're going to go in there, blow the sunshine, uh, get the take the listing overpriced, and then they're not going to have set themselves up for future price reductions. And then when the house doesn't sell for this, you know, unrealistic price, the seller is going to fire them. And I don't want you guys to be on the receiving end of getting that nasty email saying you're fired. And I don't care what your listing contract says. The seller wants to fire you. You're getting fired. I don't care what state you're in. That's just the way it works. There's no broker that's going to keep a seller to a listing if the seller wants out of the listing. So the reality of it is, is that you have to learn how to adapt and adapt amazingly fast. Otherwise, these opportunities are going to, you know, sip through your fingers. You're going to have a listing opportunity that's going to pop up as soon as you're done listening to the podcast today, and you're going to wish you would have had a pre-listing pack. You would wish you would have had known how to pre-qualify. You're going to wish you would have known how to answer the questions about pricing, what's going on in the market. Then you're not going to get it because you weren't prepared. That's the reason that we've made the first 30 days of Premier Coaching for free for you guys. So you will will lessen the likelihood of all of you guys failing, frankly, because we we know from experience that most people, human nature is not to take action until the perceived pain of not taking the action is greater than the perceived pain of taking the action. In other words, you're going to wait until you fail. That is incredibly dumb and it's too costly. And why would you choose that? Learn the skills necessary to win in this market actually before you maybe even need the skills. So text the word premiere to 47372, text the word premier to 47372, or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast and hopefully soon YouTube channel for real estate professionals. It is our life's work, our mission, our professional mission in life to be of service to all of you guys. Thank you for allowing us to do so. We sincerely appreciate you. And by the way, those of you who are thinking about switching brokerages and you're taking a hard look at eXp Realty, of course, Julie and I are with eXp Realty. You should be too. We would love the opportunity to earn the right to be your eXp Realty sponsor. Feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the podcast tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.